Are you looking to put your products in front of millions of customers? Then Walmart Marketplace is for you. With more than 120 million unique monthly visitors, according to Comscore, Walmart Marketplace is one of the fastest growing e-commerce platforms. And right now, new sellers can save up to 50% off referral and fulfillment fees. Join today and get instant access to millions of customers from one of the world's largest retailers. Go to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch. Internet law is rapidly evolving and e-commerce merchants face legal issues that were unheard of just a few years ago. No one knows this more than our guest today, John Dozier. John is the founder and president of Dozier Internet Law and he's a pioneer in the practice of Internet law. He's been practicing law, in fact, for over 25 years and he's also been an Internet executive having rode the dot-com boom in the 1990s with a venture capital-backed online business. He now devotes himself and his firm's practice exclusively to Internet issues, and it's our honor to have him join us today. Well, John, thank you for your time today. Well, glad to be here, Kerry. Internet law is evolving rapidly. There are federal cases that are occurring constantly seemingly on internet and e-commerce law and you have a, a service that can help merchants sort that out could you tell us about it well yeah the, you know one of the biggest challenges we face in law of the internet is that there aren't a whole lot of court decisions and certainly you can't go to you know the supreme court and get some guidance on particular types of issues so we're we, the challenges we face is how do you manage risk as a merchant a small or medium-sized business that doesn't have in-house counsel it makes it particularly challenging. So what we do is we go through all of the federal lawsuits that are held each day around the country and identify those that uh, deal with the Internet and touch upon the most important issues of the day. And uh, once a month we put them together in what we call the Dozier Internet Law Federal Court Report and publish them on a network of blogs and uh, email, uh, distributed them through email. So we take a very, it's a very brief summary and then I comment on uh, what it means to you as a business. And uh, it really does allow our clients and probably pretty much the entire consuming online public uh, to get a really good perspective on the risks and liabilities. Because if you think about it, the ball game might very well be not getting sued because it's so expensive to get out of one of these lawsuits. So when you're looking at what's legal or what's not, that's an analysis and opinion you get from lawyers if you decide to go that route. 
if you're really asking yourself what's getting people sued and what is not, this is the resource that you go to. It's, it's unique, and I don't know of anything else uh, out there that's certainly anything like it. We don't know of uh, anything like it either. Uh, where can a merchant go to read those? You know, it, well, it used to be a closed network, and we've opened it up in the past uh, couple of weeks. So all you have to do is go to our main website at cybertriallawyer.com, and as you pan down and you go past the YouTube videos, you'll get into a section that really is, is predominantly you know, multimedia, and there's an option to sign up there for the uh, Dozier Federal Court Report. And if you want to take RSS feeds from the blogs, you can certainly do that too. Each blog is programmed to permit you to retrieve a feed. John, as you know, our audience is mainly smaller e-commerce merchants. What have you seen? What are the most common legal mistakes that smaller merchants make in your experience? Smaller merchants have some challenges that you typical large retailer or large uh, online merchant never has to face, and that is that you don't have access to legal counsel, particularly in-house legal counsel. So one of the things we are really involved a lot with is helping small and mid-sized merchants make sure that what they don't have control of, they don't have control of. And what I mean by that is let's think of it in terms of an affiliate marketer. If you have an affiliate marketing program, the last thing you want to do is be responsible for everything this third party does. And there are ways to avoid that liability, but as you go through, for instance, and look at the lawsuits that are being filed, a lot of them are against affiliate marketers that are infringing on someone's trademark or, or infringing on copyright or using unauthorized access methods to sell its products or defaming and, and disparaging competitors' products. And everybody knows about the whole AdWords issue of what you can and can't do in terms of running um, ads and keying off competitors' trademarks and using trademarks in the advertising, etc. Those are the areas that are really hot and are going to create a lot of liability. So the way to solve all of that, and the one thing that I would recommend every merchant take seriously, is a three-step process for your affiliate program. Due diligence up front, make sure you're selecting the proper uh, vetting properly and, and selecting the proper publishers. Put in place a very effective contract. And third, within that contract, establish performance standards that you then have a compliance program to make sure your publishers are following the terms of the contract. And if you do that, the likelihood of a publisher's misconduct being imputed to your company or to you personally in some circumstances is greatly diminished. In addition to the affiliate marketing risk, you mentioned the AdWords issue. Tell our listeners that aren't familiar with that, actually, what they can do. Say, I, I have a business. Can I use my competitor's name and keyword buys through Google in my AdWord campaign? Well, there's four prongs to that analysis. Number one, can you key an ad off of a competitor's trademark? And to tell you what I was talking about earlier, I mentioned this. There aren't too many Supreme Court cases in this area, and this is a perfect example. In New York, if the New York law applies, you can do that. But in New Jersey, if New Jersey law is applied, you cannot. Most courts around the country have found that you cannot key a competitor's word, uh, your ad, when a competitor's trademark is searched on Google. However, you got an entirely different analysis when you're dealing with the ad itself. The title, 
the content, and potentially the URL, although that, that issue has gone away somewhat because of some changes over the last year at Google. But you should not be using a competitor's name in your ad at all. That's the best and the easiest rule. Switching gears a little bit, John, you offer on your site, CyberTrialLawyer.com, you offer a free copyright warning that our listeners could avail themselves to. Could you tell us about that a little bit? About two years ago, we, we have a lot of clients. We represent the veritable entire industry of, of affiliate marketing, from ad networks to merchants to affiliate marketers and all the service providers. The publishers were really having a problem. One was having 60, 70, 80% theft rate on his new content that was going out, his new copyright. And we came up with a notice that he attached to his website that basically said, Dozier Internet Law, copyright infringement warning. If you clicked on it, it takes you to a page on our site that explains to the potential infringer all the bad things that can happen, all the liabilities, what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. And then we started giving it away for free. It is available for free on our site. You can cut and paste it on your home page. And I've heard as recently as two weeks ago when we were in uh, Las Vegas at the Affiliate Summit program that one publisher had seen a 50% decline in copying of his site overnight from just putting this onto the website. That's a good handy tool to have. We're going to be adding some videos to that page that it resolves to. So it's a great warning, and it's probably worthwhile to invest a little bit of time to cut and paste that into your HTML. So that's available, at, again, at your site at CyberTrialLawyer.com? Absolutely. You'll go to a page, and you'll be able to cut and paste it right off the page. Literally, if you have the slightest uh, capability to r do rudimentary HTML, it'll take you all of uh, 30 seconds. Anybody can do it, frankly. Anything else on your mind for e-commerce merchants today? It's hard to keep up, of course, with everything that's happening out there, but there were, we've been talking for quite some time about the issue of what liability can be passed through to merchants based upon the misconduct of third parties that they're providing services to. Now, this wouldn't apply to retailers, but it might apply to, to the, the company that is providing any type of support mechanism and services or web hosts and even ISPs or marketers of, of various sorts. And there's a recent decision in California came out uh, a couple weeks ago that held a web host could be liable for the trademark infringing materials that was on a customer site. Merely by receiving notice of the infringement and not terminating the customer relationship. So that's important because we, well, whether you're an SEO or a search engine marketing company or whatever it might be, you really, that creates a level of due diligence that up till now really hasn't been understood or appreciated on a wide scale basis. We always thought that's where the law would come in. Dozier Internet Law did. But as you go out there and look at the commentary, you know, there are a lot of people on the other side of these issues, like Public Citizen, Electronic Frontier Foundation, and ACLU, who are not exactly pro-business, who don't feel like that's where it should come out and have been publishing extensively. That's not what the law is. So it becomes very confusing. The fact is, except the fact that you need to really spend some quality time and know who you are doing business with. And that obligation is becoming clearer and clearer 
as time goes by, the courts are recognizing that the only remedies to a lot of this misconduct is going to business partners. For our listeners once more, the site, John Dozier Internet Law, the site is cybertriallawyer.com. And John Dozier, the founder and president of Dozier Internet Law and industry expert on the practice of Internet Law, we want to thank you for your time today, sir. Glad to do it, Kerry. Have a great day. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.